Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ones of the shoe is back. Nick Wilson, Spencer German, as the big voice man alluded to. And we are breaking down Ohio State's 35-16 win over Rutgers on the road, pushing them to 9-0. You guys can chat along with the show, by the way. You might see a familiar name in the comments here. So however you're watching us today, please free, feel free. Add in your commentary. Uh, if we see it during the show, we'll make sure to shout it out. But Spencer German, as we get started, Ohio State wins 35-16. to 16. The score's a little misleading. I'll ask you, because I've seen it on the internets, does this qualify as an unimpressive win for Ohio State? Yeah, I, I think it's probably their their most unimpressive win of the season, largely just because um, I think this was the first game where you felt like there were some maybe cracks in, in, on the defensive side of things. I mean, they give up 232 yards rushing, 5.4 yards per carry to Rutgers. Uh, they only gave up 129 yards passing, which was obviously pretty good. But it, it was a defense that all year we've talked about has kind of carried the workload for this team. And been as as you talk about what is their identity, I think their identity has been that stout defense, keeping them in games, um, you know, giving them shorter fields, kind of when the offense needed to kick in the ass, the defense was always kind of there to do that. And they did do that today. They had the pick six, which was obviously huge from Hancock, and, and that certainly changed the landscape of the game um, at that time, especially because you had Rutgers going on that long drive. And that kind of felt like, Nick, like a tipping point, like, they, they if Ohio State Rutgers was already up nine seven, are you gonna let them go down the field and go up like two scores now and kind of put this thing where the pressure's back on you in a game that you probably should win? And so that play did kind of flip things. So the defense still did what it usually does, which is sort of set the stage, set the momentum for this game. Um, especially when you talk about Rutgers going their first three series of the game were three and outs before they finally kind of put together a nice drive to score there and then to start the game. I think the defense did set the tone, but at the same time, you walk away seeing some of the, the rushing numbers against them and it makes you realize like, yeah, this probably wasn't their best effort, um, which makes it a little bit more worrisome. And I do think that on the offensive side of things, like it was a grind, man. It took until that second half for them to kind of figure this thing out and get it together. And 
Travion Henderson was kind of their their secret weapon, if you will, or not secret weapon, but their their one weapon that was doing anything really effectively. Um, and so, yeah, I, I I think it is probably their most unimpressive one of the season. But as we continue to say on the show, it's the latest test and you passed it. So you keep it moving. What's Urban Meyer always say? The best thing about being 9-0 is the chance to go 10-0, and and that's where the Buckeyes are at. Andrew has shouted out to us saying, if Nick's camera has any less pixels, this would be radio. I am using an older <laughs> model uh, computer. Thank you for shouting that out. Yes. Uh, one of these days, I'll get a real computer. One of these days, just not today. As everybody knows, I'm the cheap-ass one. Got to see if Dustin will buy me one. Um, I that's, think it's going to be your next ploy. You got him to buy you shoes or golf yep. shoes, didn't you? You got to get him to buy your new laptop. I'm getting the full pretty woman treatment out of Dustin Fox. Is <laughs> And I'm milking this thing as long as I can. Um, I object to using the word unimpressive. It was an unimpressive first half. It was a mistake-filled first half, including the decision to go for it on fourth and whatever, fourth and short, what fourth and five, right? On your own 30 um, in the second quarter, that was disastrous. And I don't understand the point of that. And listen, I, I, I also think Rutgers did a hell of a job early that, but the, but the point is in the fourth quarter, you did, you, you finally wore Rutgers down like you have every other team so far this year and you pulled away. And I, I, I just think we've gotten to the point where if I call it an unimpressive win, I think it's not giving these kids any damn credit. And there are, listen, there are some things that we can get to, but like I object to the idea that this isn't an impressive win because Rutgers are actually a really good team. And what we saw today was a really Hence the name of the episode. Not your dad's Rutgers team. (laughs) But maybe your uncle's Rutgers team since Greg (laughs) Sciano was there 10 years ago. But like I think that's it. I mean, you just faced a really tough, disciplined team. And you didn't buckle. If anything, you had a stroke of luck with the Hancock interception. And then from there, you took the game over. Like you outscored them 28 to seven in the second half. I think that should be, I think that should count as impressive, even if it wasn't the sexiest game ever. Yeah. And I want to clarify too, when I say it's the, my, my comment specifically was it was their most unimpressive win of the season. That doesn't mean that I have to sit here and, and, and say like, yeah, they looked like, they looked like garbage or whatever. Like, I, I think they looked like the Ohio State we've come to know, Nick, this year, which is, like I said, they ride sort of the coattails of the defense. It takes a while for the offense to kind of figure things out. And then they 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 have their spots they where they, they're able to kind of soar and take off and they make some nice plays. And when they need it most, they count on their star athletic uh, players like Travion Henderson, like Marvin Harrison Jr., who – Didn't have a huge game from a yard standpoint today, but he had the two touchdowns, which I think firmly keeps him in that Heisman conversation that we like to have. Um, But yeah, like I I think it was, I I hate to sound like a broken record with this, but it does feel like it's kind of the same blueprint each game. And to your point, like I sort of took the the jabs at Rutgers in the, a a couple shows ago. All your fault. All your (laughs) fault. It is. is. I'll take the blame on that one. Um, But I admitted in in our, our Tuesday show, like, yeah, that was probably unfair because this Rutgers team this year is better than past Rutgers teams. They were they were six and two coming in. Greg Schiano, as you, you use the word discipline, I think he does have them very disciplined, and I think that showed on the field today. So yeah, well, they, I, I, it's 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 their most unimpressive win of the season, but it was it was the same style of win that they've had all year. I just every time you say unimpressive win, I do wince a little bit. Like it, <laughs> like it's it's it. They covered the spread. It was eighteen and a half points. They covered the spread. I guess a really good team who, in in fairness to Rutgers, like you, we were talking about the word discipline. They had three penalties all day. 
And even though Wimsat had the interception, by and large, they didn't have a lot of like obvious what the hell are you doing plays, which for a team that with the talent level of Rutgers is really impressive. And, you know, like Manungai was fantastic today. Yeah, 24 carries, good. 159 yards. I and, thought the read option game sort of exposed Ohio State's defense a little bit today, too. And, That's something they're gonna have to get better at. If if I'm if I'm offering advice to Rutgers, I think they should have continued to go after Wimsett or Wimsett and in uh, Menungai were unstoppable in the first half. And now all this being said, what was most impressive to me across the entire game is the Buckeyes defense. Uh, they gave up a lot of chunk plays today, which bears out. They gave up more uh, yardage than uh, the Rutgers defense did, but, very early in the game, you had three goal line stands that that went from what could have been, uh, you know, twenty one points for Rutgers all the way down to nine points. So even though Rutgers led nine seven at the half, I that was really a pivotal moment because when they needed to, even though Manungai would make a huge play here or you just kind of have a couple big chunk plays in a row, they were able to to kind of bottle up Rutgers in the uh, in the red zone. So I mean. Again, like these are the reasons why, to me, I think you can paint this picture however you want. And it just depends on what colors you want to use. Um, I thought it was an impressive win because I thought Rutgers played a hell of a football game. And the idea that you were able to pull away late with as physical as they are, like, you know, Ryan Day always talks about toughness, toughness, toughness. And there, there are very few teams in the Big Ten as tough as Rutgers. That, that's just Chiano's program. That's just what you can come to expect from him every single year. Well, even though the, I thought they were winning the, the the battle physically early in the game, across four quarters, they didn't. And I so so for the first half, I thought Rutgers was the more physical team. You even saw shades of that in the yeah. second half. But and in the end, Ohio State did just – they were too physical, too talented – and a lot of that starts with Travion Henderson, who I thought got bottled up more early. And then as the game went on, you just kind of saw the run blocking, chipping away at that very talented, very physical Rutgers defense. And then Travion just started making plays. And that really felt like, to me, like between that and the defense, the good of this game for me from Ohio State side of thing is you, you did bottle them up when you needed to in the red zone mostly. And then on the other side of things, Travion Henderson, this was his moment. Uh, he followed up 200 uh, all-purpose yards last week by doing another 200 this uh, this week. And whereas last week you could point to Marvin Harrison Jr.'s performance, this week Marvin Harrison Jr., despite the two touchdowns, relatively quiet because of a phenomenal defensive game plan. Yeah. Uh, the, the Rutgers corners really did a great job of taking him in a buka out of the and, game. And, and to be clear too, Nick, like coming into this game – Rutgers pass defense was fourth overall in all of college football in terms mm -hmm. of like yards allowed per game. Just based off of that metric alone, like you knew it was going to be tougher sledding in that part of the game, which is why I was intrigued to see how they handled that. And the run game obviously came alive today with Travion Henderson back there. And that was huge, especially in the second half, as you mentioned, when Ohio State started to pull away. So, yeah, I mean, that was good to see that you kind of faced a team that was good against the pass. And they certainly bottled up Marvin Harrison Jr. quite a bit. Um, but they responded the right way, and you kind of knew that was going to be uh, something they had to watch out for coming into this one, for sure. And you know what's interesting is I object to saying it's an unimpressive win. I'm very curious how the College Football Selection Committee, whom ranked the Buckeyes first based off their strength of schedule or strength of record, that's the teams you played, 
um, and and the two big wins against Penn State and Notre Dame. I do wonder if this game, if the if what other people are saying is unimpressive, yourself included, whether that impacts the Buckeyes in the polls. I don't think it should because yeah. in the end, well, you won you won by damn near three touchdowns. I don't like at some point you got to give you got to give them credit uh, for yeah. what actually the end result of it. I, and like I said, that's why I think there's a difference between saying it's an unimpressive win and saying it's their most unimpressive win of the season. Like it's 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 compared to other games. Like you feel like this one, they maybe should have been playing from ahead a little bit sooner or not gone maybe not gone into the half trailing. Like that's the kind of stuff you look at. We're like, eh, it wasn't as impressive. But I still feel like the committee has to look and realize like this Rutgers team again. Going back to the title of the show. This is not your father's Rutgers team. Like this is a better team than previous years. They were six and two. They have a really good run game. They have a really good pass defense. The run defense is nothing to to, to, to um nothing to sneeze at either because they're like thirty fifth overall, I think, in in terms of run defense coming into this game as well. So I think all around, like they're a physical team, they're a disciplined team, all those different things. I think Nick, the bigger question in regards to what this means in the eyes of the committee has to do with what happens with the other teams that are ranked below Ohio State. We know as we're doing the show live right now, this won't this won't sound great for the the uh, audio audience later on in the day, but as we're recording the show, Georgia and Missouri are tied at 10 late in the second quarter. We know Michigan plays Purdue on the road coming up here tonight. So there's still some things that kind of have to play out and we have to see how those maybe impact. I think it's less about like if if Ohio State wins this game, or they did win the game. So with Ohio State winning, like they've done their part, they they always say just like win the game in front of you. Okay, so now I think it's about like does Georgia blow out Missouri from here, and they make a they have a convincing win where it's like okay now they're going to jump Ohio State. Does Michigan do something that impresses you against Purdue? Which I don't know that a win over Purdue really does much for you anyway. It should do um, nothing for yes, no one. I agree. I agree. <laughs> But that's that's more so I think what it's about because you're right. Like Ohio State took care of business; they covered the spread. They they they're nine and zero. You can only ask them to beat the teams in front of them. I also think too, Nick. Here's another thing: Does the the committee clearly looked at resume to make Ohio State one? Did that resume take a hit today with Notre Dame losing to Clemson? And that's I think another part of this equation as well. Yeah, I think it's funny, man. Like, I don't, how are we supposed to grade? And I don't, I don't know the committee ever really is truly transparent on this. Is it how impressive oh, they, a win they, they was? Go back and forth all the time. It, was it, is it how impressive the win was at the moment? Or is it how poorly or how well a win or loss aged? Cause mm-hmm. like, I feel like if that last one's the case, man, you're going to be playing, you're going to be playing moving the goalpost every single week with just about every yeah. team in America. Like, uh, who had the big win? Oh, Kentucky had a big win over Florida earlier this year, and now Florida's five and four. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I mean, does it does it take anything away from that win and how big it was at the time and how well Florida was playing until that moment? I don't know. I don't know. And like, yeah. Again, yeah. I don't think there's perfect answers, by the way. 
But I just think it's the slippery slope of all the little machinations of the, the playoff selection committee. That's almost why, like at the end, if they overly dissect this game, they probably will come away thinking unimpressive. But like at the same point, one, you have to give Rutgers their credit, which we've tried to balance here in this first segment. And two, it's the end result. Yeah. So like the like the the whole point is all four quarters matter, but recency bias should matter because that's the fourth quarter more often than not tells the tape of the game unless it's a fluky game. This yeah. in no way was a fluky game. If anything, Ohio State made it closer because of some of the decisions they made or some of the lack of execution, and yet they still covered. I don't that maybe that's the best take I can have on this. I don't think <laughs> you should be allowed to be dropped in the rankings when you cover on a divisional game where the other team isn't like this isn't Purdue. Okay. This yeah, isn't yeah. this isn't a two-win team. It's a good team, not a great team. But their style kind of naturally gives them a chance to beat you. That should, should it should be enough, unless unless of course. I mean, right now I think the Georgia Missouri game is tied, and again, not great yeah. for the sake of the podcast audio. But the reality is, if Georgia wins by a touchdown, oh cool, okay, well then you're kind of where Ohio State was versus either Penn State or yeah. Notre Dame. That doesn't mean all of a sudden your resume is that much better. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I mean, we're going to see the same thing, I think, with uh, LSU and Alabama later today because if, if LSU beats Bama somehow, which I don't think is going to happen because their defense is terrible, but uh, if they were to beat Bama, what does that mean for FSU? Does FSU now have one of the more impressive wins of the of the season with that LSU game? Like, And you're right, it changes. That, that's the hard thing with that being part of the equation is it changes based how the season kind of progresses and then like how you view the team then versus how you view them now. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I do think though, to your point, Nick, and that's maybe the best way to sum up this part of the conversation is that I think it has less to do, or it should have less to do wherever Ohio state ends up next week. It should have less to do with how the result of their game, because you're right. They covered, they pulled away, they beat a good team and they've kind of done it the same way they've done it all year. And if that was enough to be one before it should be enough to be one. Now, I think it's more about what plays out now behind them with the other teams that are obviously ranked close to them. So again, we'll see what that means. We'll see what happens with Georgia, Missouri. We'll see what happens with Bam and LSU and, and Florida state and all these other games. But um, yeah, I, I think you got to kind of take it for what it is and realize like this isn't Rutgers from five, six years ago where they were terrible and people wondered why they even came to the big 10 in the first place. All right, guys, keep the comments rolling in. Andrew has been very, very persistent. We've got plenty of things to get to here. Of course, Ohio State gets the 35-16 win over Rutgers. But as we are a new podcast, please make sure to hit uh, the follow button, rate, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast. And of course, make sure to like every one of our little posts here on 92 Through the Fans YouTube channel if you're uh, following us live here. So we're going to continue on with this. We do have to get to some of the decision-making by Ryan Day. But first, a message from our sponsors. <laughs> 